Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Ooh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. <laughs> hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race Holland. Holland. So let's raise a glass. A and start spilling the GNT Podcast. Clank. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Back, 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 back again. Something. I used to know the lyrics to that. It's so easy. Oh, wow. Now, this is a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast where we just talk and conversate, conversate. and then talk <laughs> and then just, conversate just, just some more. Talk. Just say talk. About the latest episode. And we also just bring up whatever we like because it's our show and not yours. Oh, we might be stealing from somebody there. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Tom that was made. I, I meant to. Oh, was that a reference? Yes, was it? it was. Okay, well, there's, there's referencing and there's plagiarism. <laughs> okay. Talk to you off here. Just, just pause it. Just wait for a quick sec. I want to say a quick thank you to uh, it was Kirsten who sent a lovely comment on the photo of ours. Um, who I think it was aimed at me, Tom. But because yeah. you're in the picture, you also get the compliment. I was just there. I was just part of the yeah, furniture. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Oh, well, we might as well include you in it, seeing that we're the lovely person that <laughs> she listened to while she's doing the dishes. Aww. I love to hear what people are up to when they listen to our podcast. What are you when you listen to podcasts? What are you usually doing when I'm driving to work? I always listen because I love the podcast, but also for quality control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there anything to control of its quality, Tom? Not thus far. Do you think anything gets past my editing? Well, some things have actually. Not- let's be honest. Let's be honest, Paolo. You've been sitting ass down and sitting the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> some things sometimes have uh, slipped. No, but, that was one. That was sorry. one time. I'm sorry, I'm human. Who'd have thought? Okay, I'm thought? human. No, we were on a break. <laughs> Very sweet of Kristen. Send that. Me- Kristen sent a message to the podcast um, Instagram before as well. Because mm. um, th- that photo actually exists way back in the the podcast Instagram. We need to take an updated one. Much has changed since then. Yes. Much time has passed. Lockdown has had its effects Lockdown on us. has withered us with age. Yeah, we are. <laughs> there's, there's forced the smiles, you we ain't, see. We ain't no spring chickens no more. And, and, and the glasses, they, they've become like huge goblets now. We, we are drinking our sorrows as we podcast. I can't fit into the clothes I was wearing in that picture anymore. Tom's not even joking. Tom, you've put on so much weight. I have. And, and it's, I mean, I'm going to say it's, it's muscle. It it's it's you know you know what you're not it's fat. Not you, all fat. It's yeah. not all fat. No, it's you. You look good. It's just that I, I know what your body used to look like. I've I've been going to the gym. I've been you know doing my best. We all talk about Paolo's fitness journey, but I'm I'm like the tortoise. You're the hare, but I'm the tortoise. Well, you know, just steady, steady, steady. People know that I'm just my relationship with my body is just. I mean, I have powers. Yeah, I can powers. put on weight faster than anyone. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a talent. It's, um, that will be my talent show. I'm you're, gonna... very, you're very, I'm not diminishing your experience, but I do think you're very conscious of it and sensitive of it, and you're far more aware of it than the people around you, I would say. Okay. Well, you're, you're, I would say. You're being nice, but I mean, I, I know. Anyway. I'm giving um, you my truth. Tom, my tea? Your tea. I know what you're referring to. Tiny, what is tea? I can't remember what exactly she said. It's cocoa and honey mahogany. It was. It was. What is you know the what? when cocoa is literally? Some things that are just so awkward that I can't remember, but I really remember it. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've you know, it's it's like a trauma. I've blacked that out really. Yeah. 
Coco being Sunlight like, on the skin. Girl, you're reading the line. <laughs> you got the script in front of you, Miss Monica Beverly Hills. For such a good season, that was a, that was a bit of a train wreck, that episode. The only... I mean, that was... Actually, talking about season five, that was the episode I really noticed Jinx. I only started... Oh, yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. That was the first episode I noticed Jinx Monsoon because I was like... Wow, she's really good as this. Jinx. Really, um, what's that? What's the character she's doing? Well, she was. She looked exactly like Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. No, but she was but, doing. But she was, um, Princess Pink Lips. Yeah, who's that? Who's that? Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge. She was oh, very, okay. She was very Jennifer Coolidge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Over I was the just like, well, she's, yeah. she's a very good actress. And that was the first episode that I noticed her. I loved the look, like pure Glenn Close. You know how much I love Glenn Close. Yes. Yeah. Well, you did like that drag queen from Holland who, let's be honest, Tom. No, sorry, from the UK. Joe Black. There's a few, like, Glenn Close is a handsome woman, so there are a few drag queens that can resemble her. And yeah. that's a that's a compliment. That should be I your go to for any handsome men out there. If you want to do drag, start with Glenn Close, Glenn Close because she is a very handsome woman. You go Glenn Close. <laughs> you go Glenn Close, girl. You go girl. <laughs> okay, so should we get into Drag Race Holland? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, are we going to talk a little bit about last week mm-hmm. and what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little refresher. Um, so last week we said goodbye to Tabita, and it was yeah. quite a. It was unfortunate in, in her exit in the sense that Vivaldi had clearly broken the rules. Yeah, and it felt it felt like an ignominious exit, really, for Tabitha. Tab- Tabitha, Tabitha, I'm sorry for the Tabitha. Tabitha. Um, it didn't feel fair to her. Um, you know, it's it's quite it's quite black and white, really. You break the rules in an egregious way. You get sent home, I'm afraid. And And I'm pretty sure that's what it says. In the contract, yeah. you break the rules, you are automatically disqualified. And it's not me saying that I don't like anyone. This could have happened to anyone. Mm-hmm. The, if anyone breaks rules, I feel like your ass should be going home. I love you, but bye. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that easy. It's, it's, I find it a little easier to say that because I, I like Vivaldi, but I sense favor towards her from the judging panel we've actually seen that for a while haven't we yeah and that that unfortunately for her puts me off for a little bit even though that's not her fault at all i just don't like seeing that kind of like lack of fairness unless it's my favorite and then i'm obviously in favor of them but i don't get vivaldi in the same way that the judging panel do she's clearly fabulously talented and um yeah, I mean, you know, I think one thing that's important to say is that um, uh, both Vivaldi and Vanessa did feel the need to put up a post to kind of remind people that they're actually friends. It was a bit of on-screen drama. Don't be sending anybody any hate as if that needs saying. I know our listeners would never do anything like that, mm. but um, there's, there's there are plenty of so-called love fans about podcasts mm. is that it, it doesn't draw the naive youth. Mm. And if you are one of those naive youths, hi, welcome to our podcast. We, we love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, don't start trolling. I, I think but our younger because, listeners are a bit more wisdomous. Yes, than most. they're very mm-hmm. wisdomous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think uh, podcasts attract a certain clientele. Yeah. Whereas YouTube is very instant. It's it's very very visual. Which and is, people get to comment. Yeah. At the top of a hat. And Which has always been my hesitation about transferring over to YouTube. Um, because- Tom, do you, you do know that we can just disable comments if we go on YouTube? It's not so much about that. It's it's just about kind of, like you say, different different demographics, different clientels. I just think our thing is more appreciated in a podcast. There are just so many. Oh, yes, mama. Oh, God, yes. Oh, <laughs> There's so many of those kind of drag race podcasts. Katia was robbed. Yeah. Well, 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 there's so many of those 
topped mom of pod sorry of youtube channels that you can mm-hmm. go and listen to i just don't feel like it's kind yeah. of our thing uh, yeah yeah I mean, maybe we should eventually move somewhere. I think it'd be nice to expand the podcast um, out there. I think that we have to have different up. thoughts, haven't we? I think if we were going to do something like that, it would probably coincide with the beginning of season fourteen because that's that's kind of the momentum of a new cycle, if you like. It'll be a, a work to them. How do we get to this conversation? What were we talking about? Oh, I don't know. We're just Where am I? We talked about Vivaldi anyway. So. Oh, yes. Um, one other really helpful thing, we had a message from Jeanne, a correspondent in the field in the Netherlands, um, who helped to clarify a bit of mistranslation. So the subtitles, when the girls were on stage and Vivaldi said that she was using her phone because she was sick, that's not what she said. What she said was that she was listening to music and it was mistranslated. So we were a bit like, oh, okay, well, maybe she needed the phone um, as part of her support system for her depression, and that's what she's talking about. But it was, in fact, that she wanted to listen to music, which, again, can be a, quite a therapeutic intervention for a lot of people. Um, but uh, it kind of, it kind of, it's, it's a bit, bit less of a, you know, it takes away a layer of excuse there, if you like. Um, however, you know, um, the girls, they're, they're friends in real life. This is a bit of on-screen drama. It was highly entertaining. Lord knows when this altercation actually happened. Oh, probably like, like you know, like for example, now. like if we fight, it's over in like ten minutes. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, go go have a walk. <laughs> go for a walk, Tom. You need a, you need a walk. Oh, I'm the one who needs to walk. Yes, am I? you need to go for a walk. Uh. No, no, go for a walk. <laughs> and that's it. And then after the walk, we're back at it. We're, back, we're, we're fine. And I think we need to remember that for these queens, they are in this... Pressure cooker. It's a Yeah, it's a situation that's just like full of stress. And drag queens tend to be a certain kind of... Speaking in broad generalities, they're a certain kind of like expressive, dramatic, passionate, artistic temperament. And so they, you know, they clash, they express themselves. Um, you know, not many of them are super introverted. Get the odd one, you're the Pandora boxes of the world. Yeah, I always find Pandora boxes strange. I think that... I always find, because for me, the... For me in my naive brain, not naive, for me in my simple brain sometimes, mm-hmm. the prerequisite of being a drag queen is to be... This really witty tongue, silver tongue, the lethal, um, <laughs> like queen. That, that's what I feel like is a prerequisite. You have to be like armor plated. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to stab someone with your words. <laughs> you have to be, you know, so quick on shutting people down. And then I see personalities like Pandora, and then I see a lot of things like Joey J, and I just see mm-hmm. um, queens like Aiden Zane, and all, all of these queens that come in, and I'm just like, I don't think you would last it. In a non-RuPaul's Drag Race drag like, queen I, world. I don't think you can put Pandora in that box because Pandora's actually been doing drag for decades. What? She was on a Ricky Lake episode um, with Darian Lake well before Drag Race started. They had, you know how Ricky Lake just had like silly made up Well, you dramatics. know what? Guess what, Tom? I did. I did put Pandora in that list. Okay? <laughs> Pandora box. Pandora box was in <laughs> an episode of Darian Lake. I, I could do not, not believe, believe it. it. Don't attack my fans, bitch. After the shit I've seen, you don't have that many. <gasps> 
But that's what, that's just what I feel. I just feel like I mean, yes, she is an anomaly, but we're seeing too many. I I feel like since RuPaul's Drag Race, we've seen too many of these not very and let's be honest, these non-confident drag queens come on the show, what? and I just mm. can't I can't believe that's a guy who dresses up as a a, a woman who does drag. Can lack in confidence. I, I can't. I, I really find that baffling, and it's it's almost like, well, then you're kind of an imposter. I don't. I disagree with that because, um, yes, traditional drag involves like this performance, the strong performance element. But I think that, especially with the advent of social media, there's an emerging kind of like art queen kind of category. I think Ugathio from. Uh, Drag Race España is a really good example of that in the sense that, yeah, she wasn't the most confident on stage performer, but she is an artist and a visionary and so original. And her drag is just as valid as somebody like Bianca Del Rio's, but they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Bianca Del Rio, it's like she's a comedian who happens to also be a highly polished and competent drag queen. I hear what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I just, for me personally, the types of drag queens that I connect with sure, or the sure. kind of drag shows that I would go to mm-hmm. are the shows of um, Bianca Dario's. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a show that has a Tabita. Yes. I want to go to a show that has uh, these big, confident personalities. I'll, I'll go to Candy Muse because, like, they are... She'll, she put was, she'll put on a damn show and I want I want someone to try her. She'll fight someone in the audience. These um, are the ones I want to see. I love those queens too, don't get me wrong, but I also do have a real appreciation for your arty queens and the way that they draw on obscure references and produce something unique. I'm not saying that their drag is not drag. Well, I'm saying that like their drag it. is it not... It sounds like it. <laughs> Top, go for a walk. <laughs> go for a walk. Put that wine down I'm gonna, go I'm, I'm going to pause the show. Your ass needs to go for a walk. I'm just saying that that's not the drag that I would go to. And that's fine because you've all got different taste. Yeah. Taste. Taste is another person I'll go to. A horror is something. No. Well, yeah, I don't a, know. a horror I would. I would especially see if she was with Taste. Did you see that, that um, Twitter that Twitter uh, conversation with Ahura. Ahura put up a post on Twitter saying, hi everyone, look, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be taking any bookings, any any um, shows, bookings or whatever up until October. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, uh, who was the, the, I'm the young tall one. I worked at McDonald's. I'm a runway. <laughs> Ellie Diamond. And then Ellie Diamond says, <laughs> um, oh, I have to find it now. Ellie Diamond says something along the lines of, Basically, uh, who cares or something like that, <laughs> or no one asked, or I, 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 I don't know. But she said something along those lines. Okay, well, thanks for um, giving us that. No, look, new story. You talk. Let me <laughs> no, let me find it. I need well, to find Ahura, it. Ahura had a mini controversy not long ago as well because she um, she was criticised because she poor thing did come down with COVID, but she was criticised for not necessarily fully following the guidelines and stepping out of isolation a bit early. Who was the tall queen again? Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. Scotland's drag giraffe. Okay. Keep it going, Tom. Um, Try. Try. What else kind of drag drama has there been this week? Just keep talking about um, Drag Race, Vivaldi, whatever we had. Well, I think that's kind of it. I think I think we can leave that drama where it was now. We'll have to watch the episode to see if the girls have, have moved past it. But I, 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 I hope they have, and I think they will have. I just think it's um, a little bit of a sad way for Tabitha to go. 
Um, but then again, looking at track records, um, Tabitha didn't have any wins. Maybe I'll just refresh our memory about track records and where we're up to at the moment. So Keith Minaj is clear front runner with three wins and no bottoms. Uh, Vanessa has one win and no bottoms. I say bottoms, no bottom twos, because the judging tends to be so mixed on this show. It's really, really hard to say who's like high and low unless they win or if they're in the bottom two. Um, Puni and Vivaldi both have one win each and one bottom two placement each. I would say that Vivaldi, though, with all the drama and the potential that there could have been for disqualification, I feel like that puts her slightly below. And then the queens we've said goodbye to are Tabita, Countess, Ivy, Love Masisi, Reggie B and Juicy Couture. I think the noteworthy one there is a Countess who actually had one win and she's the only, the only eliminated girl who had a win. Okay, I found it. That was my monologue. Ahura put on Twitter, she said, Sadly, I will not be attending any upcoming events or shows and I will not be accepting or confirming any bookings until late September, early October. Sorry for any inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And then Ali Diamond commented to that tweet saying, Oh no, what will we do? (laughs) And Ahura goes, Gives you a chance to get some work, babes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. there it is. And there it is. And that's that's, that's what I go to. A I don't think I would ever go to an Ellie Diamond show because I just don't think that there's, there's nothing that I... She's a girl whose pictures I love looking at on Instagram because her outfits are amazing. I'd follow her on Instagram. She attended something recently in a James St. James um, troll-inspired look. There was an episode, I forget which chat shirt it was, but it had like all the club kids like James St. James and Amanda Lepore in the early 90s. And James St. James was like in this three-eyed green troll look and Ellie Diamond recreated it. So she is, she's, she's another kind of like artistic, creative queen. Getting me. into this week's episode. Thank you. Um, one thing that I did like is as they came in and they said, oh, Tabita's gone. She was the drunk aunt of the group. She was. I love the affection great, for the, her. Yeah, there was a lot of love and affection for her, which is really nice because she is quite brass. She is yeah. quite confidently loud and, you know, mouthy. Could put her foot in her mouth at times. But it's nice to hear that she's quite got, she's, she's, she strikes the right balance. Like Bianca Del Rio, she strikes the right balance but. Between being this evil cunt, but also being the most loved person in there. So it was nice to hear that from the queens. What I'm referring to as being one of the nicest things is that Vanessa Van Cartier and Vivaldi seem to have this um, moment of, we're good. They put it to bed. Yeah. And I'm really, really happy about that. And all it took was an apology on stage. Which as a genuine... Is an apology genuine if it was prompted? I because think- let's be honest, she didn't. She could have said sorry behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She could have said sorry way before there, but after being confronted by the judges and we caught you, then she said, "I'm sorry." So for me, it's like when someone says sorry because they're caught and they feel like they're chances on the show depend on an apology yeah. and an appearance of sincerity is it really sincere is it very genuine and i don't believe it is so for vanessa i thought it was quite naive of her to be like you looked at me on stage <laughs> and you said i'm sorry and i really felt it i was like come on girl you're, you're more grown than that well, I, I think vanessa's a smart girl and i think she knows it's ugly to continue a conflict like this and i think she was just as keen to put this to bed so you know Fred, we may not agree with it fully, but Fred made his decision. We love Fred, but we didn't really agree with decisions made last week. Do you, th- do you think it was out of fear? It, it was unfair. No, do you think it was out of fear? Out of fear. Vanessa's like, okay, 
she can the judges love her she's broken the rules and she's still here there is i'm not going to get any favors by going by going head to head with her again i'm just going to put it to bed do you think, do you I think, think there's was an a, element of that in there? I think it was a smart decision. I think she just knows how it looks for when all, all that has happened now, we've seen the outcome, nothing else will be done. It's fruitless for all parties to perpetuate the conflict. So I think it's mature of both of them to move on from it. And it's nice. It'll be nice. And also, let's be honest, I was thinking, they can't send Vivaldi home. Vivaldi is the only youth appeal that they have left she, on the show. And do you know what? It's really sad. That, yeah, she, she is the only young one left because everyone else is older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really sad because they're happy to go into a top four with all young queens. That's never an issue in any, mm-hmm. in any other season. They are fine to go into a finale with four young, uh, um, you know, bushy brow, wide eyed queens. These, these, these young, beautiful queens. They, they don't mind if it's young queens but they can't fathom the fact that if we get rid of Vivaldi we have no more youth appeal and so therefore we can't have that happen so we're going to allow this disqualification who were the other youth appeal characters I guess Juicy is like an insta girl Reggie seemed like a kind of like youthful kind of performance girl um, I think was Countess Youth Appeal. I mean, she was young, but she had like an older head on her shoulders in some ways. And I think she would be considered Youth Appeal because mm. she is young. Um, that's it. And she's very aesthetically driven. Yeah. Um, so we go like before we move on. Then we go into the finale with four girls. Who do you think has the least chance of making it through to the top three? Although bearing in mind last time on Holland we had a top four, the least likely to like. A shoo-in is Keita. Has to be. She's the only one that has a shoo-in. I mean, I would imagine even if she really effed up this week, like, she would have to really fail a lip sync. Vanessa, for, for me, her, her track record says she's a shoo-in. Mm-hmm. But I don't really feel like she is. She's got the second best track record I, uh, yeah. on paper. I don't really think... I don't. I, I really don't know. Keita's a shoo If one of them had to go, it would probably be... It would have to be out of Vivaldi and Puny. I agree with you, but I just think that Vivaldi is so favoured. It's highly likely she's going... And again, the theme of like balance and different appeals and characters in the top three, which is a bit of a theme usually in Drag Race. Um, I think... Vivaldi, even though she's got the worst track record here, I think she's like the the second most certain to go through to me. Because she's so different? Yeah. I feel like Keita and Pooney do the same thing. That's what... I fear for Pooney a little bit. Um, and I feel like it'll come down to be, being... Bet- depends on how everybody performs this week as well. I think it just has to be Keita and the other one, likely Vivaldi, and just see how the others do. I, I just, there's something in me that says that, because I feel Vanessa deserves to go to the finale, mm-hmm. but there's been so many occasions where they have not placed her high, and she's been, in my eyes, been unfairly treated. But then that she makes, has had opposite treatment too, remember the first yes. episode? So that I'm just, I don't. For her, I don't don't know what the judges think. All I know is that I feel that Vanessa is a very polished drag queen. 
she is she brought the drama but that drama was what we need come on the it was best, great the best moment we had this season it was was great. that fight exactly she brought that she brought the flavor she brought a lovely storyline we just saw a, a a straight man and a trans woman show love openly on TV. It's not something you see every day. Mm-hmm. Initial watching Pose. Fantastic but a TV show. Line. But this is real. This is See, a real getting thing. Getting really into Pose, by the way. I'm I love really it. Love Pose. So uh, I feel Vanessa deserves a win because of her contributions to the success of the season. And yeah. also because she's just amazing. Yeah. My Little Pony, for me, amazing in every challenge. Amazing. She gives her all. Her and Keita give the same same energy mm-hmm. when they perform and it is a hundred and ten percent i feel like puni is the most overlooked one of this top four i feel like Poonie, when she was in the bottom two she didn't deserve to be there have been times when i think she could have been in the top three and she wasn't put there and every time that she's been close to a win and keita's generally got that win because they're so similar There's a, my thing is this this is that Keita and Puni are great in the challenges and the maxis. What I feel lets Puni down sometimes is her runway. I think I think like I like her runways more than you do. Um, but the, really thing like- you, the thing is, you have to compare her runway to Keita. And the reason I say that is this: whenever I got callbacks, whenever anyone gets a callback for mm-hmm. an audition for a job, whether it's for a dance job, whether it's for um, an acting, when you're called back. Every time you're called back, it's for a certain role. And every time I've been called back for something, it's a room full of other bowlers. When I say that, they look like me. They're the same color as me. They're the mm. same build as me. They're the same height as me. So we're all going for the same job. Mm-hmm. That's why I think about with Keela and Pony. They are very similar in their audience of drag, in their style and genre of drag, that they are going to be compared against each other Differently than how they're going to be compared to Vanessa or Vivaldi. Mm-hmm. So when you compare Keita and Puni on the runway, Puni doesn't... she Keita's just too good on the runway. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Keita wins over Puni a lot. Keita is absolutely like a star runway. I would say Puni's like A. If, do you remember that show on... Um, on do you remember Joey? Joey from Friends when he got called back spin-off. when he got called back onto oh, um, yeah friends. on Friends when yeah. he got called back and, yeah, then and everyone looked like everyone him, looked like him. Mm-hmm. that's what uh, that, that's what it really and that's where is he like found and his twin Carl yes exactly mm. so that's what it's like when you go there and you're working and you're auditioning when you get called back you know who you're who it's between you're you're like oh, okay oh it's between me him and him okay yep definitely and only one of you yeah. were chosen so that's what i feel like Keita and Poonia are kind of in the same boat of i think they cast them both on the same season for storyline purposes thinking there'd probably be more conflict when they were in competition but it turns out that their friendship and relationship is actually much stronger than that and they feel like more of a team um, although there is a comment when they come back into the room that Poonie's like, that bitch has a third win now kind of thing. But it feels like it's in jest and it's fun queen well, shade. She'll say that to anyone who's got a third win. Oh, that bitch just I think particularly, though, given their relationship and stuff. But um, yeah, I think they were, the producers probably hoped it would play out different. It'd be more like a Coco and Alyssa kind of rivalry. Um, but it hasn't played out that way. They're two good friends, really. Um, and really, unfortunately, Poonie kind of suffers a little by comparison and she would have been better off on season three. Yep. Yeah. On her own season. And she would have stormed it. Yeah, absolutely. She'd probably be in Keita's position. So the next day, they they have the 
what's it's their take on everybody loves puppets, yeah. but it's not puppets. They actually have to choose another queen and dress up as them. It's an interesting and, and different them. take on it, isn't it? Sorry, I really spoke. Wow, <laughs> Tom, are you okay? Let's take a chill. That was that was that was pretty strong. I, I absolutely need to take a sip. <laughs> yeah, you do. Can I? So, shall I rewind a bit before you interrupted mm. me? I'd really like do? to hear what you have to say. Um, I don't know now, Tom. <laughs> I didn't know what I had to say because uh, you interrupted my flow. Do you want me to pick it up then? Yeah. So what you were saying was, <laughs> it's a really different take on everybody loves puppets um, and they're impersonating each other and doing like a thank you speech. I think like the way it played out, every girl seemed slightly confused when they went up to Fred and grabbed the thing and were like, what am I accepting an award for kind of thing? But then they gave a speech. And so who was who? Tell me. No, the thing is they had, they got to choose their own awards. Mm-hmm. So they, basically, it was Everybody Loves Puppets. They had to yeah. go there and they had to read their character to filth by being them. And yeah. do you know, I feel like, oh, no- look at me, I'm Tom. I think I'm so smart. Oh, I have the answers to everything. I drink a lot. <laughs> That's what I, if I was to do you. You were within, like drink throwing over you range <laughs> no, i'm just saying but that's what they had to do they had to choose a queen and then be her but like mock you. her How tom dare you <laughs> you wait until we wrap up this episode <laughs> Stop, but that's you cool. will see what happens. i solve everyone's problems <laughs> i'm tom i'm a doctor i'm that brainy <laughs> do i sound like that hey i'm tom i'm really smart i'm so smart <laughs> when did i get a list oh, by the way loquacious. i see the big word because i'm brainy oh, I'm <laughs> loquacious the biggest word known to man there you go see i do you really well anyway let's go back to this wait slime person let's go back to so the winner of that was uh vanessa i got so mixed up by who was who because i'm very easily confused and i was like who is who oh that's not vivaldi that's vanessa i thought vanessa's was really really good and you pointed out a really good visual gag with her makeup didn't you yeah. It was really good shade because she went bitch went woo 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 I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm a kooky queen. I'm, I'm a kooky queen. I'm a skira hurry queen. I'm alternative. Uh, but Vanessa Van Cartier won there. And you know what? Congrats. She's so, one of the funnier ones, I think. Yeah. I'll talk, give it to Vanessa. Yeah, let's, so let's, let's get into this week's episode, okay? So this week's maxi challenge is that they're going to be in a murder series. Of a show called If the Shoe Kills. And it seems to be based on an actual Dutch detective show called Badger. Badger. I don't know. You say Badger, I think Hufflepuff. I don't know. <laughs> Badger. Think... It seems to me like it's a whodunit type of um, murder series. So I don't watch a lot of detective series, but my mother is obsessed with them. And she especially loves European um, like classy noirish, especially like Scandi noir, and I wonder if it's in a similar vein to that because mm. you know the Netherlands is just a little bit over the water from um, Scandinavia. I think it borders with Denmark as well. Um, so, like, I wonder if it's in that vein, like classy, dark, noirish, European, classy, classy, because you are not. <laughs> Um, detective but obviously the girls are here to camp it up make fun of it we're probably just not going to get the direct references to the characters and architects but 
when the girls are casting, they seem to be common archetypes that you're going to see in any detective show. Yeah. I, I, you know, when I was growing up, I watched, because my mother was obsessed with them, I watched like every British 90s detective drama, you know, Taggart, A Touch of Frost, Inspector Morse, Hetty Wainthrop Investigates, all of it. Agatha Christie's Poirot. I'm really well versed. I had Ace Ventura. Okay, yeah, yeah, I very similar. Geronimo. Geronimo, Geronimo. These girls all fall no, like dominoes. Geronimo Stilton, the, um, the mouse pet detective. <laughs> Tom, please. Geronimo Stilton, that sounds amazing. You didn't know? Geronimo Stilton? Um, that's who I had. Wasn't it Basil the Great Mouse Detective? And um, Carmen Sandiego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a so, class act. Yeah. So we lo- I love. I hat. loved Carmen San Diego. Like she, I don't remember anything else besides Carmen. Her, her hat, her dress, her skin, her poise. Her, I think that yeah, I was gay. I've been gay a long oh, time. Oh God, <laughs> that's when you knew. Yeah, I've been when, gay a like, long time. I was like, please find her because I don't know what she's wearing. I, like, <laughs> I really want to see her because she's so beautiful. Didn't Mimi on first do her at like a drag con or something? Or Mimi on first the Carmen San Diego. Re- yeah, but like a good one with the big hat and everything. And like a slinky little, like, um, did she wear like a trench coat? Okay. I don't, how would Mimi on first hide? Come and you could find her. They're like, where in the world is Mimi? Well, there she is. We can see her. (laughs) Maybe she likes that kind of coat because she did wears Wally for a roast as well. Remember that very, very good roast actually that Mimi did that surprised everybody and everybody should watch. Yes. Sure. Anyway, so there's four archetypes that they have to fill. There's the detective, there's the dumb one, there is the bitch, and then there is the slut. <laughs> Not that we're reducing women to archetypes and stereotypes. No, but that's exactly what they said. <laughs> I know. Or that's what we no, heard I know, from. I know. That's what I'm we talking, heard from the subtitles. I'm talking like, about the show I mean, in the general. The subtitles might be wrong. They were last week. We don't know. Uh, but that's what we read. I'm talking about the show in general, but that's drag, isn't it? Drag yeah. works and stereotypes. So the detective is going to be played by Vivaldi. The bitch is going to be played by Vanessa. The dumb one is going to be My Little Pony, and the slut has been assigned to Keita Minaj. And I was sitting there going, who's who? I can't work it out because they're dressed as each other. See? See, that's what I did. Hi, I'm Pom. <laughs> I'm Bernie. I don't know who they are. I'm super too. I'm stupid and Bernie. See? I can do you so well. That's me in essence, stupid and Bernie. so well. Simultaneously. So, I mean, we've got that far into the show. Shall we watch a bit more and see how these rehearsals go? I would love to. Now we're going to mix it up now. We've seen up until the rehearsals end and we've gone into the runway. Uh-huh. Now, before we actually get into the Maxi Stage performance with the Who Done It series, we're going to have a quick look at the runway, okay? Yes. So the category is Double Dutch. Now, mm-hmm. what that means is they had to wear something that was a Dutch export product and they also had to include a Dutch icon. Amazing. And so, like similar in theme to the, there's a Dutch iconography sort of runway in season one, wasn't there? Do you remember when Chelsea Boy did the amazing uh, blowing in the wind thing? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it was a bit of a more general Dutch. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about Vivaldi's? Well, she was in this super cute kind of uh, Dolce & Gabbana 2021-esque kind of clashing print suit, which is lovely. And she was paying tribute. It was this, I like this, actually. She was saying that her first CD she ever bought was by the Venga Boys, who I have seen live, actually. Support, oh. Supporting Steps. 
of all people. I didn't know that the Venga Boys Could I get Dutch. any gayer? Yeah, they are Dutch. Because, like, Venga Boys, I think it conjures up this kind of, like, Spanish kind of exotic Latin kind of thing. During but... this phase, Tom, when mm-hmm. you were, like, step, went to a Steps concert. I will say, I and was... And the Venga Boys as a, um, a, a, what do they, what do you call them? When they, support the act. The support act. Uh-huh. Were you still claiming to be straight? Um, no, it was actually not that long ago, and it was on Steps' probably most recent tour with Aaron, who is a huge Steps fan, and Nathan and Annie, who are also huge Steps fans. I was there for the ride. I enjoyed myself. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and she has this kind of like CD sort of, I don't know, you'd call it like a, a duster throw. or a shrug or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like a, like a schwall. Um, I thought this was great. I love it because I did not know first CD player was created in and the Netherlands. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think that's amazing. You know what? When she mentioned Finger Boys, I, I took me back to a memory when I was younger. Do you remember that song? Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. I, I swore up and down because back in those days, <laughs> back in my days, um, there were, we didn't have video cassettes. So whenever it came on TV, that was the only time you got to sit there and watch it mm-hmm. and um, try to think what the lyrics are. Unless you could afford like those MTV magazines where uh-huh. they had like lyrics in it. Do you remember this? Where like yeah, yeah, well, one of the pages. You get like a lyrics post. A, ly- a lyrics mm-hmm. post, yeah. So, you know, I couldn't afford that. But um, I swore up and down to my friends when they asked me, like, I was the lyrics person. They're like, what are they saying? And I'm like, it's, I said, oh, it's boom, 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 boom. Go get yourself a spoon. And, eat the- <laughs> and that's what I thought. And I just, and then everyone started singing that. And then one day I came across the library, came across the lyrics, and that wasn't, the, that wasn't it. And I was D- like. Those are not the lyrics? Oh, those were, I, I thought um. that was the lyrics. I was like. Oh. My God, I was like so humiliated. I prefer your lyrics. <laughs> why would you get yourself a spoon? That's why I was a because, fat kid. Because you're That's hungry. Why, I'm hungry. Yeah. That was every every lyrics had to do with cutlery. You know? <laughs> but that was. I think it's great. I did not know. I'm learning that the CDs, the first CD, was made in the Netherlands. I think that's really They're pretty that's big really in great. the UK in the 90s. They had a lot of hits here. So that was really cool. I had a CD player, Tom. Did you? I had a CD player, a very lovely second-hand CD player that I won. Thank you from the library competition. Yeah, you had to read as many books. Every book you read, you got points, and then you use those points as an auction. I read the most. I read the most because I really wanted that CD player. Also, you were Matilda when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was a young white girl. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> with that's, psychic powers. Yeah, that was my. I loved reading. Yeah, and um, I used to go for runs on it, and then you'd have to like, you couldn't run really with a CD player. No, didn't I anti skip or no? Yes, no, it didn't, Tom. Okay, okay. I had a li- it was a prize from my library. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't like a Sony giveaway. I remember sitting on the school bus like with with my CD, and it had like like fifteen seconds of anti skip or something. And if you went over too many bumps, you'd be like, "Oh, the anti skip's going to run out in a minute," and then it just started skipping. It's just what was the point? But I was sitting there, you know, listening to Madonna. But you used to feel so cool with your headphones on and like mm-hmm, going for mm-hmm. a run. But like it was just it was the most impractical thing. But it was the best thing out. Oh, I loved my. It was the best I loved thing my out. purple CD player. I love Vivaldi's look. Her hair. I think this is really the hair done by Gigi Good. Um, <laughs> probably. Um, I love this look. It's so kitsch. I love the CD throw. The shawl, the, you know, the whatever. Shawl. The, the shawl. <laughs> I think this is a great look. And I just love the looks that Vivaldi brings. This is a, this is one of my favorite Vivaldi looks so far because I feel like I get it. And it's, it's a really good combination of like camp and chic and reference. Yeah. Stunning. Okay. Um, my Little Pony, I mean, 
I really like this look. I think this is my favorite. I like this look. Because when we heard the theme, I thought, right, we're definitely going to see some Victor and Rolf and or Iris Van Herpen here. I'm very surprised there's no Iris Van Herpen on the runway. But well, maybe one of the other girls who were eliminated. I bet they would have done it. Yeah, so. because also um, Iris Van Herpen works with unconventional materials. They could have in- included an export product. Tom, I know this. I you know don't need do. to tell me. This is for everyone that's listening. Yeah, <laughs> for listeners who didn't know, that was yeah. Um, this is very. I'm not getting out of bed for anything less than ten thousand. It's very that, and that was dollars. I think it was two thousand and five. Victor and Rolf. Um, it's been done by Queens before Courtney acted it on season six mm-hmm. and actually Jada Essence Hall didn't do it on the season but has done it in a photo shoot as well uh, but really good representation because I loved the um, now I didn't know the name of it before this actually but it's Delf, Def, Deftware Delfware um, the kind of like blue and white sort of willow pattern-ish oh didn't you know that I kind of associate with Holland because yeah. again my mother loves Dutch blue and white kind of crockery um, so like we had like Trinity, Trinity the Tuck had the, um, had a similar blue, yes. th- that dress that she wore the with guape, the cups. Re- yeah. The guape replica. Yeah. That was lovely. I like this look for my little poonie. This is fab. Love it. Um, she looks really cozy. Tom, who did it better? Courtney X? Or my little this is better actually because it's more intricate. Courtney's was more about taking off the sheet and showing body. Th- that's it. Yeah. yeah whereas um, Pooney is serving a more complete look with more referential components and more symbolism in it. I love the hair. The I've just woken up here. I love the croissant. I don't think Courtney had the pillow behind her head either. Uh, I, I think, think she just had bed hair without the pillow. She had like a sleeping bag or something. It was like it was a duvet that she wrapped around herself, and she had a sleep mask, hmm. but she didn't have a pillow. I don't think. Okay, I it would have been nice if she started eating the croissant. I dropped my croissant. Uh, okay, and then we have Vanessa Van Cartier. I Every love time this. I say Vanessa Van Cartier, I think of Dolores Van Cartier from Sister Act. <laughs> of course. So every time I every time I say Vanessa, I really do first see a black nun. <laughs> That's with, basically what with she is. The hair, and then I'm like, oh no, this is Vanessa Van Cartier. I wonder if they, I wonder if she was inspired. I don't know. Maybe she was. Why not? What you are know? you reckon about this look? I loved it because as soon as she stepped out, I was like, is that Miffy? Because we had, I didn't know. I quickly googled it. Miffy was by a Dutch um, author. God. So the These Miffy Dutch children, people are crazy. They're doing the world. it all. Like Netherlands, thanks for Miffy. Thanks for CD players. Thanks for the Vinger Boys. Thanks for the Vinger Boys. Thanks <laughs> for Victor and Rolf. Thank you for fashion. Thanks for, for fashion. fashion, full stop. Thank you for fashion. Like you're doing it, Holland, aren't you? Um, I love this because I loved Miffy books when I was growing up because she's a bit like Hello Kitty, isn't she? In that she's like a little bit of a blank slate. She's just like this super cute little kind of rabbit <laughs> not very expressive but she's sitting there looking cute and we had them translated into welsh in my school obviously um and i thought she was welsh when i was growing up because it was it was spelled m-i-double-f-i which is the welsh version of miffy <laughs> miffy I, I thought this this look was cute once i got it i was like oh that's the children's book okay cool and she's miffy with a spliffy so she's referencing cannabis culture as well um, really good I love that I love the juxtaposition I love mm-hmm. the comparisons the extreme yes. the, the children's story time bunny and then she's smoking the joint very very good mm. I love that kind of you know combination of like sweet and naughty Keita Minaj so this 
Um, looking at her, I wouldn't have necessarily super duper guessed Rembrandt, but she said it was a Rembrandt inspired piece. Now the look I do like an awful lot. I think again, Keita's a fabulous queen on the runway. Um, in terms now, I'm no expert on kind of like fashion history. However, Rembrandt was like a 1600s kind of era and the silhouette here to me evokes more kind of Georgian Marie Antoinette sort of era, which is a couple of centuries later. Not being super duper picky, but but to be super. But I'm, I'm being super duper picky because it's a finale. Um, so while it's an amazing look, I'm not sure that the silhouette is fully referential to the time period. I do like how she incorporated steel, which is apparently a huge export from um, the Netherlands. Um, and overall, it's an amazing look. I do think there's a big kind of fetish element to a lot of what um, Keita does. And this has kind of like kind of kind of restriction kind of frame kind of stuff going on, like BDSM type okay. stuff. Um, the silhouette to me, again, kind of that kind of Marie Antoinette, but like Gautier is quite famous for doing those kind of like uh, frame bodices and panniers and stuff. Um, or McQueen. So again, I'm I'm not seeing like a Dutch designer here either. Mm, okay. Um, unless I'm completely missing something. Um, question, Tom. Yeah. Why do you hate Holland? <sighs> They've just given us nothing, have they? Why They've do you done hate nothing Holland? for the world, apparently. Look, you can say what you say about Kida, but the bitch could have walked down in trekkies and a hoodie. She's got three wins. She knows she's going to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she, I was like, what's my worst drag? I don't care what the theme is. I want to wear whatever I want because I got three wins. What I'm going to say is that it's an amazing look. I'm not sure the assignment was completed. But she's walking the wrong ballroom category. That's it. Is that it's what you're it. saying? She's yeah. walking the wrong category. Okay. Yeah. I, her hair's giving me the Sanderson sisters. Who are the um, Sanderson sisters? Sisters? Oh, from... from um, Pocus Pocus. Pocus Pocus. Tom. Sorry. Well, sorry, I don't know everything. You know steps, but you don't <laughs> like know your history. I know. know your gay culture. I know, right? I Strike wanna... me down with a pink feather. I like this look, regardless. Look, Tom. Now, should we get into the runway? Sorry, the actual Mexi challenge, and then make our final verdict. I'm going to say one other picky thing as well. Wow, wasn't 100 percent sure about the drapery um, on the back. It looked a little bit hodgepodge. Cool. Have you you finished the taking Kita? I love Keita. We have an understanding. Okay. Okay. Listen to what you said before on your way to work. W- well, my quality control podcast. session. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on your quality yeah. control, I'll uh, drive to work on uh, your commute. <laughs> Could you um just have a quick listen? I will. Yeah. And then, and then read the hate mail that we get from this. <laughs> Thank you. Let's move on to the Maxi Stage Challenge. Okay. So if the shoe kills. If the shoe kills. Let's talk about it. Can I be honest? Were you distracted by Fury? The guy, um, not not hugely. I, I like he's re- pretty and everything. I was but. really distracted. I'm like, I keep like looking at him, going, "Wow, look at him!" And then looking at the girls, and then going back to him. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get this. I, think I don't he, know what's I happening. I think you like blondes more than I do. No, we're just like he's a really handsome guy. He's really handsome. That's well, it. Good for him. <laughs> go off, <laughs> <If you> sh- <laughs> go off, sis. <laughs> if you shoot an arrow and it goes real high, good for good you. Good for you. Um, come on, really you're our performance queen. We really feel that they need to uh, do something to make a mark, but if you just survive, mm-hmm. then you make your mark. 
You do. Is, isn't that what she said? It's something profound like that. Like so many profound messages fall from her lips. What do I think? Okay, if I had to look at it and say who is safe or the the, the best actors of the group, mm-hmm. I thought that Keita Minaj was quite solid I in think her it's... character. She's mm. just she's a very good over actor. And that's what's required here. I would love to see her in a in a acting challenge that isn't always over the top. I'm I'm not saying that she was bad. I want to see how she handles that because she does overacting very well. She's very good. I, I always think in these top four acting challenges, you know, it's a bit harder because everybody's relatively competent at this sort of thing. And somebody has to really bomb and nobody bombed here. Mm-hmm. I think we're in agreement about that, aren't okay, we? Yeah. Nobody really bombed. I'm finding it really, really hard to differentiate who was good. I can agree with you that Keita was was great. What I can say is this: the Keita was good. I thought that Vivaldi was good, but her character. um, I have to say that if there was a weakest, it would be Vanessa. Oh, do you know what? I was going to say Puni, and I'll tell you what my reason for that is. Given that everybody had to inhabit a certain stereotype, I didn't get super duper stupid from her, and I didn't. yeah. For me... That might have been the script or it might have been her. No, I don't really no, you're know. right, you're right. I, if I, I think the bottom two for me would have to be Puni and Vanessa. I'll say why Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, I mean, she was a real slut. She was, she was real. Good. I she thought was Vanessa was good. good I thought she... Maybe I'm just jealous because she got to hump all over that really handsome <laughs> man. So, like, bet you on so the bottom. So we know why you put her in yeah. the bottom. <laughs> so that's why you should be in the bottom. Okay, how dare you touch him like that? <laughs> no, I just felt like... Um, there was the 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 her first, your first go to when you're given something like a whore, mm-hmm. and she did every every one of those first instincts. Sometimes the a, a slutty person feels themselves touches themselves a bit more than she did do that a bit though. N- yeah, but no, not think she could have done it more. No, what, what I'm saying is that um, she did the whole obvious slut. Okay. Where, like, if, if you, you prefer just... a hidden slut, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's kind of my thing. You are um, a hidden slut. I'm a whore, but I don't show it. Like, have some pride. <laughs> have some dignity. Okay. Have some pride in yourself. Uh, and then, if it had to be my little puny, there were just moments where I was just like, mmm. Is she the dumb one? Yeah, but that, she was very only, good. That's literally the only criticism I can level at any of them. It's very, very difficult. I thought, if I'm going through everybody, Vivaldi actually impressed me. Vivaldi was better than I thought she'd be. She was good at being this kind of like gruff, all over the place, slightly chaotic, slightly mad detective. I thought Keita was super duper solid. I'd got like proper bitch vibes off her. She's really antagonistic. Um Vanessa, I thought embodied a slut really well, and I I know about being a slut. You know, it's my gig. Pum, <laughs> I'm a doctor and I'm a slut. I'm really brainy, but I'm a whore. Yeah, thanks for that. Thank you. I um, and the, the, the literally the only criticism like, like Puni, she was great. She overacted. I just didn't get the stupid, dumb blonde archetype offer look ladies and gentlemen this isn't shakespeare so we just have to really go it's off like queer the obvious well the obvious thing is that this was a very good challenge for all of these queens it really the was script that they were given they really did throw themselves into it i don't feel like anyone held back that's Vanessa it. was that's great it. vivaldi was great 
Puni was great, mm-hmm. and um, Keita was great. Everyone was good. So, but for for me, it's just the it comes down to little things. And by saying that Vanessa mm-hmm. could have played a different way of being a slut is a bit unfair. But it's also like these are it's little things that make that can make a role even mm-hmm. better. It's to not do the one hundred and one. It's not not to do the obvious. Sometimes to, to play the slut is play sometimes. Being more in, in inwards, mm-hmm. like oh, look, I'm a, I'm a whore instead like, of being like a, I'm a whore, like a bit more you, like Jessica Rabbit, like yeah, a bit more like sensual that's a, yes, and that's, slinky. That, that's what yeah. I wanted to see. Not like okay. oh, bend me over and do me. Oh, my legs are up in the inner. Oh, I'm gonna put my hand <laughs> in your cock. That's the that's. I did like it when she fell off the table. The, these are the things that were just like very obvious. Okay, I'm doing the 101. Um, for my character I'm doing the very obvious for my character and it's, it's just little things like that that you can change and do another way of or add another layer to that that can make that character more of a slut by not being too obvious okay so could and it then, be more layered and nuanced <laughs> you wanted sophistication in this yeah I wanted a sophisticated <laughs> slut I wanted a high class pay by the hour oh. um, oh. At, 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 you know at the Hilton oh so you want a sophisticated slut <laughs> Um, one thing I would say as well as a compliment to the team of Drag Race Holland is that for a drag- compliment, yeah, um, I take you guys choosing me as a compliment. <laughs> All right, Alexis Michelle, because <laughs> you see me as a threat. Go I would on. love to see Alexis again. Um, I think for a Drag Race comedy skit, this is even though Dutch is not our first language, um, it was unusually well written. I thought. It was we could follow it. It was comprehensible. There were funny moments. Um, in contrast to most of the skits in Drag Race US, this was good. I thought. Tom, better no. than. Yeah. More gooder. It's never going to be good. It was <laughs> less worse. It was less worse. Then yep, yeah, it's less worse than what we've seen. More not bad. So I mean, we got the gist of it, Tom. What do we think? Who is going to the finale? I I just I just want you to tell me. Who was going to finale? What's interesting is that they had the question, who shouldn't go through? And everyone's name was said except for Keita. Because Vanessa said, when they're asked the question, who should go home? Mm-hmm. Vanessa said Vivaldi. Mm-hmm. Vivaldi said Puni. Puni said Vanessa. So the only person who didn't say Keita, uh, only person whose name wasn't called was Keita. was Keita, yeah. And I'm like, you have no right to say her name. Joe, so I'm going to say, if we're looking at everything that's been done today... I think the only girl that I can level any criticism at in the challenge is Puni. The only girl I can level any criticism at on the runway is Kita. Um, but Kita seems like a shoe in for the finale. That's all I can say, really. They've okay, all been I super say solid. The three going through is Kita, obviously. I'm going to say because, and purely, I'm not, let's not take away from her hard work. Mm hmm. Because she's worked really hard and I love her aesthetic and I love her look and I love her this week. But Vivaldi has a shoe in. She is the only youth appeal. She is the only young queen. So that kind of gives her a another tick next to her name to go through. Not saying that's the only reason, and but she did well enough for them to justify her making it to the we've finale. Also seen so that's the what push I that feel. She gets as well. So Keita and Vivaldi. I feel the bottom two who are going to lip sync is going to be Vanessa and Puny. And if Vanessa and Puny lip sync, I feel that Puny will wipe the floor with Vanessa. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen Puny dance and all of that from episode one. 
I know that Puni can do a good job. Do you know I'm going to put out there to the universe, given what I've said as well about like the only criticisms that I can level? Um, I reckon they'd love to see a Puni versus Kita lip sync because the Kita is not in the bottom. I you, throwing it out there. There is no way Kita would be in the bottom with her performance and her track record. Let's, we she, know. Could have, she could have walked. She could have walked down that runway in a diaper, <laughs> and she would go to the finals. And they would have said, "Your smile is beautiful." They're, they're, I'm sorry. So that's it. All I'm so, going to say is, for storyline purposes, that could happen. And we do know that a lot of emphasis is put on the runway in Drag Race Holland. And I thought the camera spent an unusually long amount of time looking at the slightly uneven drapery on the back of that outfit. Tom, do you want to put your stopwatch away? My stopwatch? Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, that was 3.7 seconds on that back. She's in the (laughs) bottom. Like, you are not a Drag Race fan page that says all that stuff like, well... She was a. You Pandora. don't know me. Pandora was only. You don't okay, Eureka. know me. Pandora was only on for thirty seconds in her last episode, so uh, <laughs> she's not going to last long. No, none of that. Top three is going to be Puni, Vivaldi, Kita. Unfortunately, I really think Vanessa's an asset. I think Vanessa's been slaying it, but this performance for me puts her in the bottom, and I don't know her skill as a lip syncer yet, but. From what I've seen from um, Nisha Lopez, that big scissor <laughs> hand clap, I just hope she's at least one step above well, that. Well, Brooklyn was a Miss Continental as well. She was a fierce lip syncer. Do you know what the easiest answer is? Nobody goes home and it's the top four. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. let's have a look. Okay. So we're going to get into what's unraveled. We've seen all the way up into the lip sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know, we don't know what the verdict is. Yes. Let's start with... Uh, First of all, let's start with this week's winner. The winner was Puny. I mean, I'm happy about that, but I, I didn't see that coming. Gives her an extra edge in the finale because she's the only queen apart from Kita with more than one win now. I didn't see that coming. Not me either, Do you know really, what, Tom? but I'm I not think, mad I th- about I think, it. I think I really did like her acting, but because you said you didn't like it, maybe I went off what you were going, the energy that you gave me, and that kind of blurred what I thought. Well, so, if you're that easily influenced, Paolo, then you've got no business. Tom... <laughs> Judging. I've had a vodka diet coke. <laughs> I'm very easy to influence in my state right now. So I really okay, feel like noted. you said something and I just agreed with you, but I really didn't agree They're with really you. They really mean about her runway, which I didn't agree with, but there we go. So anyway, she's the winner. Now, the, the second person who's made it to the finale was Vanessa. I want to say this. There's an inconsistency because they said that the maxi challenge this week was very mm-hmm. important. Hence why the winner went... The winning person this week was Malupuni. They hated her runway, but they said she was excellent in the performance. And so that's why she got was, was given the win. Mm-hmm. Then they said to Vanessa, you had the best look. You're going to the finale. Yeah. So which is it? Which is it, guys? Which is it? Because if you're looking at performance, there's no way that Kita Minaj should be left on that stage. If the Maxi Challenge was so important, mm-hmm. Kita Minaj should not be on that stage at all. They said quite consistently that she was the best actress. And it just, it means nothing. Do you know what? I don't like this as well because you go to Drag Race to apply yourself to the moment and apply yourself to the challenge. And I feel that that 
always has to have more weight behind it than the runway Mm -hmm. because the runway is something that you bring with you and the runway is a lot of the time something that you haven't made yourself but when you do a maxi challenge everything is your own you perform there should be more emphasis there should be more emphasis so to put someone in the bottom for what they're wearing and ignoring the fact that they just had an acting challenge I just feel like well, what was look here What's the point of having a maxi challenge? Why not have a runway every week then? If the maxi challenge is not going to pull any favours, if it's not going to influence anything, what is the point of doing it if you're just going to say that runway was good, you're on the top, or that runway is bad, you're on the bottom? I don't I don't agree with that, and I don't agree that Keita Minaj should be in the bottom, but there we mm. are, Keita Minaj versus Vivaldi. The way you were looking at me then, it was as if I had control over the situation. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. You over there. Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom, <laughs> you made them in the bottom. I do not believe it. So the song this week is Don't Stop Me Now by, by MNEK, but it was covered by Queen here. <laughs> don't, don't know if anyone knows that. Covered by The Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah Queen. The Queen. She's um, yeah. She found time. Um... Great lip sync song and also very, you know, poignant when you're trying to enter the top three. Do you know what? Don't I, stop me now. I, because I love the song, I found myself singing along to the yeah, song more too. than watching the lip sync. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. That's right. There's a lip sync going on. I was just like singing along, having, having a good time. I, I was having a good, a good time. time. I was glad that Keita could detach her neck piece, but she couldn't detach her corset, it seemed. And I did feel like it was quite restrictive for her. I felt like they were both entertaining. They were both I felt like no one was better than the other. I do want to say that Vivaldi was giving me life. Sorry. Keita th- was... Um, Quite safe. I was underwhelmed by Keita, and it's because of I've seen her perform from the talent show. I've uh-huh. seen her, so I, my expectations of her was much higher. She didn't give me that explosion of energy and performance that I've seen her do. I may, is she limited by her dress? I, I don't do think know. so. I think it's incredibly restrictive. Is, what she's is, is she limited by the wig? She didn't pin it down because she didn't think she was going to be the bottom. I don't know, but I'm 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 going to say this: Vivaldi did not hand anything over. Vivaldi no, did. Vivaldi fight. really. I don't like it. that Vivaldi um became like a hoe halfway through the rock instrumental because I'm like, okay, girl, wrong song, <laughs> wrong song, girl. What do you think about Kanita? Uh, Kanita, Kita's um like guitar solo. I don't think even anything of it. I I just think that she did a guitar solo. Good yeah. on you. I just think what go off, sis. In general, it's a thing that some queens do in lip syncs where they like do the instrumental. Yeah, and... we've seen it lately with um Silky. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Ivy. Yeah. Um, and now we see... The Vixen guitar. loved a few. <laughs> what do you do when there's like a really strong um, guitar moment I going on? I think there are certain songs where it's do appropriate. I... I think this is one of them. I um, feel it's going to be a top four. I think it's going to be a top four. I because think anything else would be really quite profoundly unfair at this point. It's like if you have children and you have to discipline your favourite children, your favourite <laughs> two, but, you know, you don't want to punish any of them, so you just say, well, we're all, all of you to... are safe, but don't do it again. And we're all going to McDonald's. Yes, you all get Big Macs. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a top four because I just don't see I anyone think going home. I think what we're saying is that Vivaldi probably edged out on the lip sync, but it'd be hideously unfair to send Keita home now. Yeah, it was just like a... No one edged out. No one was phenomenal. No one was crap. Okay, let's just find out, shall we? Yeah. 
I don't know what is happening with the season of Drag Race Holland. I, I think that was such a strange outcome. Considering last season they had a top four, this is the best time to have a top four. And to send Keita home, I could see her little heart breaking on that stage. She's been such a consistent, phenomenal performer. They sent her home for the outfit. They said she was good in the acting challenge. And, okay, she didn't super-duper perform in the lip sync. But we've seen people do worse and stay. In this season, actually. The whole time I was waiting for them to go... Just surprise. to surprise, actually, at the top four. Yeah. Even when she was in the workroom saying goodbye, I was I was thinking they're going to come in there and say surprise. Fred's even though they were even yeah. though they were doing the end of dance, you know the now let the music play. They're dancing. I'm like they're going to pause it and say just joking. Here she is. This is, I just wow. This is unfair for Kita. If I were Kita, I'd be very very upset in a very justified way. I'd also be quite like well, the lasting impact of last week's weird judging decisions have meant that I've gone home because if Vivaldi had been disqualified, there'd be a very different set of circumstances this week. I mean, Obviously, who I just, knows what I, we all happened. knew Vivaldi was getting through to the finale. I just did not see Keita not being in that top three. I mean, this is a shock and I just feel like this is a huge injustice because I do not agree that she should have been in the bottom because of her performance. Her, 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 see, look, I'm shaking. You're, I'm shaking. you're having a real emotional episode. Her here. performance. We're, we're going to get Mex- you some diazepam in a Her minute. performance in the Maxi Challenge was unclockable. I just and I feel so like that unfair. needed to have a lot of weight, especially if you gave the winner the win because of that. Like Kita was really done dirty. Let's be completely honest here. Kita was done dirt. Uh, uh, does she piss off someone? On, does she piss off one of the producers? Did she like repudiate somebody's advances or something? I d- what this the- is very, very strange. Um, I'm not very satisfied with the outcome here. Uh, there are three phenomenally talented queens in the top three, but Kita should be up there. I would have been much happier with the top four in this situation. It's It does not feel fair at all. And this is also Kita's first time in the bottom anyway. Three wins, first time in the bottom. This is like, this is worse than Max season seven. Do you know, all I can say, all I can say is that she'll certainly be on some sort of international all-stars format in the near future. Alongside but Davina not, DeCampo, no, but, but you know, you I say hope. that when someone was almost ready and a fan favorite, Keita was ready now. Yeah. Keita yeah, was ready yeah. now. This was Keita's for the win. Everyone else is just buying time and seeing who can who can go the farthest because Keita's got this in the bag. I, I'm just trying to see a silver lining here. There's no like, silver lining. Keita was screwed over. She was. She was. And I think she's got every reason to feel upset. And I think she was very dignified. I think it was. I, very- feel, I feel like Keita was like, okay, you, you're going to say something. You want to call me back. I feel like she was just like, okay, this can't be happening. I think she was very honest on the stage when she said, I'm very surprised. Oh, there we go. This is the outcome. I, it doesn't sit well with either of us, but we have our top three. Fred, I loved you. Past tense now. 
It yeah, did, because like she's making stupid decisions. Last week she didn't disqualify someone who should have gone home. Mm-hmm. This week it was uncalled for to even put her in the bottom, let her send her home. I feel like she's. I don't. I don't feel like it was her decision. I really feel like she's been giving prompts that this is what needs to be done, and I just, I just don't. I just don't see why you wouldn't put Keita in the top a, three though, because. From what I can tell, like when I put posts up on Instagram and stuff, she's got really good re- reception from the fans. And you can tell that from her, the way she performs on the show. She's polished. She's confident. She's a great performer. She's never had a weak moment. I can't think of another queen who's had three wins and then missed out on a top three placement. Guys, right in. Happy to be corrected. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Plenty of queens have had two wins and not made it into the top four or top three. But to have three wins and not make it, criminal, crazy, cuckoo. I think people get angry at Vivaldi because... People shouldn't direct it at Vivaldi. I know, people get angry at Vivaldi because... It's not her fault. ...of the favouritism. It just sucks to be Vivaldi. It's not in your control, but it's it, like... It's, it's very crystal abasia. Don't, don't get mad at Harlow. It's not her fault. I just, uh, you know what? Things like this really make me not want to watch Drag Race sometimes. Do you know what? We are going to watch the finale next week, though. No, no. <laughs> this is it. I've had it, officially. It'll be very exciting. We'll Look, be very entertained. Join us or don't we, join us. We, we may or may not cover the finale. <laughs> we stand here with justice for Kita. Do you know what we have got next week? Drag Race UK season three. Oh God, we, we said we don't get a break. We don't get a break, and then Hol- um, Canada's starting in October. Ah, uh, spread the word, spread the word. Look, thank you <laughs> for joining us for Drag Race Holland, the semi-finals. Please pray for Keita. Keita will show be back. your support for Keita. Um, yeah, guys, her, send her do love. What you can, and also, and, and I know this isn't our listeners. Like, I hope nobody out there is sending Vivaldi hate because that's shite to do that like but like i'm sure our listeners will send kita lots of love that's the appropriate thing to do here do you know what just take it out on those dishes you know just throw those dishes <laughs> don't clean them throw them yeah break a plate for kita that, break that's what she would want Keita. have a glass of wine for kita yeah. <laughs> and for us thank you for listening to split in the gnt podcast you're listening um and everything you do is, is we appreciate oh, we it. We love a you lot. guys so we much. Really we do. love your correspondence. Keep getting in touch with us, guys. We love it. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We're multimedia queens. See you soon. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, this is Bolo. And Dr. See you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.